Today's episode of Beyond the Mask is presented by the insurance specialists at BrightThink Wealth Strategies. Find the disability insurance coverage that fits you best right now. Email Robert Smith at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. The show is also made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. Get a free consultation today to be guided through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Just visit crnafinancialplanning.com. We'd also like to thank Helping Hands and OSA EMR for their support of the show. And don't forget, listening to our podcast can earn you Class B credits. For more information on how you can submit them, check out the CE Credit tab on our website, beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Welcome to Beyond the Mask, innovation and opportunities for CRNAs with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. We know you spend your day caring for your patient's best interests. On our show, we want to care for you. Join us as we leave the operating room and learn the latest in the CRNA industry. Beyond the Mask starts in 10, 9, 8, 7. Welcome to Beyond the Mask. I'm Jeremy Stanley, and I've been working with CRNAs for over 23 years, and I'm married to one. And my co-host is... Sharon Pierce. Sharon's a practicing CRNA for over 20 years, a past president of the ANA, the NCANA, and she's held many other leadership roles. As usual, our goal with every episode is to educate and enlighten CRNAs, and I think our topic today is definitely going to do that. And Sharon, what time is it? It's time to wake up, Jeremy. I think it is. Well, hello, Sharon. We're not in the studio again today. I kind of hate that. Oh, you and me both. I love the studio. Yeah, well, hopefully uh, we'll be able to get back together soon. we got a lot of good tapings coming up, I think. Uh, you know, we're going to be at the A&A meeting coming up here not too long. I know. Um, we'll I love Austin. Have you been to Austin? I have. I actually went to Austin City Limits one time. It was very interesting to be there, I would uh-huh. say. I don't think I've ever been at any place that I smelled more marijuana in my entire life. It is was, this a bar or what is this? No, it's Aust- like a huge concert. I mean, outdoor concerts, oh. different groups and bands. and Oh, oh yeah. Okay. It was fun. It was a good time. But yeah. You didn't inhale, did you? <laughs> I, I, I pulled a Bill Clinton. I did not inhale. Oh, okay. all right. Just making sure you can run for office now. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Well, we also want to welcome our listeners today because without them, we wouldn't have a show. So welcome, everybody. I didn't hear them. You didn't, you didn't hear them? Oh, they're no. all there. Yeah, they were okay. clapping in the background. Right. Yeah. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> <laughs> this is one thing about the podcast. You don't get much feedback. No. <laughs> uh, you know, that's one thing about, you know, doing some of these meetings online now. You don't really get any feedback. You know, we've had this <sighs> conversation. You can, you can at least tell when you're in front of people speaking, whether you're making an impact or whether you're really doing a bad job and bombing. That's and right. You can get a feel I for know. it. But you can't. You don't know if anybody's on their cell phone. No. when you're remote. <laughs> oh, well, Sharon, I'll let you take over today. Absolutely. Uh, We've got a wonderful guest on here today. His name is Jeremy Stanley. I've heard of that <laughs> you guy. May, you may be familiar <laughs> with him. 
He Ooh. is a financial planner extraordinaire. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and today, Jeremy's going to be talking about retirement again and the five things that you must know about decumulation. And I can imagine that's very stressful and opposite of what people are used to doing. We're used to attempting to accumulate, right. and now you're going to decumulate. So yeah. I can just imagine. It seems to me this would be even more stressful. It is. I mean, it, you know, think about it. You're retiring. You're giving up the goose that laid the golden egg, basically, your income. And, and your identity, probably. And a lot of people's identity. I mean, it is. It's a lot of people's identity. And now you're reaching this point where... You know, I've got to start spending some of this money that I've spent my whole working life doing nothing but saving. Mm-hmm. And it is a tough, tough transition for a lot of our CRNA clients. And, you know, it's something that there's a lot of advice out there about, you know, how to accumulate money and how to grow money and, you know, how to kind of put guardrails in place when you're saving and investing. But, there's not a lot of advice and people out there that are going to help you when it comes to how do I take my money out? How do I make sure that, you know, I don't outlive my money? And how do I deal with life's ups and downs when I don't have an income stream coming in that I'm relying on my own savings, my own investments to kind of get me through? And, you know, we've talked about this before. I think you have to be half psychologist working with people and their money. So I can imagine (laughs) that there's a lot of psychology associated with this, too. Oh, yeah. Anytime, you you know, as you you and I have talked about, you're dealing with people's money. There is obviously a huge, huge element of psychology and emotions because people get emotionally attached to their money and you've got to learn how to to kind of work around all that and get to know the person and what type of person they are and every client is different and you know there are a lot of good financial advisors out there but a lot of times what we find is that the advisor and the firm are really set up more to help you accumulate money mm-hmm. and to get to retirement And that can kind of leave you in trouble when you don't have a solid plan of how am I going to take the money out? What's the best way for me to take this money out from a tax perspective, from a longevity perspective? You know, everyone out there should be looking at longevity. You know, we always ask our clients, you know, it's kind of morbid, but how long do your parents live? Are they still alive? Does longevity run in your family? You know, most people, if you project out to age 90, it's beyond mortality. But if you've got your mother and your grandmother and you're a female that lived to 92 and 95, likelihood is that you're going to live past your 90s. So you've got to do that kind of planning because you and I know that the dollar we have in our pocket today is mm-hmm. worth a whole lot less than the one we had 20 years ago. Mm-hmm. And, and So now, now let's back up to this again. So you really, do you give it some sort of definition? Oh, I think I might only live to be 
75 or how does that work? This is an interesting concept to me. Of course, you know, considering my 90 year old mother-in-law lives with me right yeah. now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, you, you've got to address that elephant. And, and I'll tell you, Sharon, a lot of people don't want to talk about that. They don't want to talk about death. They don't want to talk about dying. And you've got to address it in the right way. And you know, I always go at it from the financial viewpoint is, and I'll ask them, I'll say, you know, typically I project out to age 90 for retirement. And is this acceptable to you? And they'll say yes or no. And I, then I'll start into the longevity. What, how old were your parents when they passed away? Are they still alive? You know, does longevity run in your family? And sometimes you'll get, oh, man, you know what? Everybody in my family's died at 75, man. I ain't going to live to 90. Let's not go to 90. Or mm-hmm. you know, on the flip side is, you know, hey, my mother lives with me and she's 95. And she gets up every day and, and she works out and she's got a part-time job. And, you know, man, I, I need to go to 100. <laughs> so, you know, it, it's all about how you start that conversation. Sure. But it is. And people know inherently, you know, they know that if everyone in their family has died at 70, that, you know, genes matter, especially to smart mm-hmm. CRNAs. They know this. And usually they'll, they'll come across with a pretty good answer there. Hmm. Okay. So, but you do need to make sure that first step is making sure you got the right type of support. If it's a financial advisor, if it's your accountant, CPA, whoever it is that's helping you plan for this retirement, this huge move of leaving the goose that laid the golden egg, make sure that they've done it and that they understand it. You know, what type of clients do they work with? If you're working with someone who's in their 40s, they have completely different needs from somebody who's in their 60s. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, are they going to help you plan for how to take Social Security and when to take Social Security? If you have a pension, what's the best way to do that? You know, do I take it just over my life or do I take it over my life and my wife's life? And there's many variations of that, even though there's not a lot of pensions out there. Where does the money come from? I alluded to this earlier. You know, what's the best way to what we call spend down? Mm-hmm. And you have to run all these different types of scenarios to figure that out. Should I take money first out of non-qualified money, meaning, you know, non-IRA, non-retirement money? Should I spend down my retirement money first? Should I spend down my Roth money first that's already been through the taxation process? If you have an annuity, should I turn on my annuity stream? And you've got to look at all those different pieces and find out, you know, what's the optimal way that helps me try to make sure I don't run out of money. I mean, there's nothing guaranteed, obviously. Mm-hmm. But, you know, you've got to look at each one of these pieces individually and, and make it all work for you. And it's not a one-time thing. You know, that's another thing that I want to get across here is finding somebody that's going to help you with this and work with you. And if you are you love this stuff and you do it on your own, that's great too. You know, more power to you. But the majority of people can't do that. So, Find somebody that's going to look at this, keep you up to date, review it each year, because it's one thing that I've learned is, you know, man plans and God laughs. Oh, oh, that's good. But what I'm hearing you say is you need to find somebody good to help you. And there might not be a lot of choices out there because in my mind, financial planners, want you to accumulate money because the more money you have, the more money they make. Exactly. And that's nothing against you. No, no, I I mean, mean, it's true. 
it just makes sense to me. Right. And you, you're exactly right. You hit the nail on the head. You know, a, a lot of advisors don't want to focus on this end of the market because they know that one, that person is going to be decumulating, meaning they're going to be spending money instead of increasing. And secondarily, they're getting closer to dying and maybe that money goes away and that advisor doesn't have the relationship. With oh gosh, I didn't even think about that piece oh, yeah. of it either. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess your client would eventually die. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, there, there's a lot that goes into that, but you know, again, I won't, I won't harp on that too much. You know, I, I think the second area that people really need to pay attention to is the fear of spending money is a very, very, very real thing. And I'll, I'll give you an example. Got a client, a wonderful, wonderful lady. I mean, just amazing. She's done a great job accumulating assets, but she is scared to death to spend a penny of it. Mm. I mean, she's got enough money to take care of her the rest of her life, but she still scrimps and saves and is still accumulating money even though she's retired. And she's not the only one. There are so many people that cannot get over the fact that they've now got to spend down this money. And it takes a while. You know, with her, it's taken three to four years of, you know, kind of going through it, seeing that, you know, everything's going to be okay. And, and she's had to learn through a lot of coaxing from me and our team that, you know what, you need to spend a little bit of this money. You know, she doesn't have children, so there's no one really to leave the money to. And Well, maybe she'll just take a liking to you, Jeremy. <laughs> <laughs> I'd, I'd but, rather her spend it. I really do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I understand totally. You know, I'm joking. Yeah. But do you think part of it is a generational thing too? I do. I mean, you know, I think to a certain extent it is, but you know, I even see it in younger retirees mm-hmm. that might not have been mm-hmm. part of that. It, it it is really tough to spend money when you don't have money coming in, and you don't know what the future. I mean, we live in a crazy world. You know, people sure. see the markets going up and going down, and you know, and if you're somebody that watches it every single day, and you know, you can ride on those those whims, those roller coaster rides. But, you know, I would think that just from what I know in the years that I've worked, it's really not going to matter. People have a different viewpoint on money when they're younger and when they're what I call Mm -hmm. middle-aged. And then once they become retirement age and retirees, and then you go through, you go through all that. And then you reach this point in life that I see a lot of, a lot of our older clients reach where it really doesn't matter as much anymore. You're really not concerned about it as much and you want to give it away and you want to spend it on your grandchildren. You want Mm -hmm. to do those things that you never did before because now your health is failing and there's only so much you can do. So it's such a balancing act and a fine line, Sharon, to, you know, to spend, enjoy and save. And, uh, you know, it's, it's hard. It's hard to do. You know, but I can remember my dad doing the spin down and I mean, because he had saved and saved and saved and he gave my kids a lot of money and remember him giving me my tuition for my first year at Yale because he couldn't do it when he was younger. And he really, he really got a lot of joy out of that. 
Yes. So let's say you are in retirement. Let's talk about some of the risks that there are that you need to be aware of. And there, there are a multitude. I mean, you know, there, there are personal risks. There are, you know, risks that you get sick. And you have to do some sort of spend down. You know, the average retiree is going to spend somewhere around that $250,000 mark on health care and retirement. You need to be planning for that. Longevity, marital status. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had clients who are in their 60s who go through a divorce. And, you know, you go from a, a viewpoint of we've got this big nest egg together. We're going to live the rest of our lives happy to now I've got 50% and... The other person's got 50%. Mm-hmm. And it happens. You know, I see it more and more out there. You've got risks of children and what happens in their lives and grandchildren and health care and housing and medical bills. And, you know, and then you've got financial risks such as inflation. You know, we're hearing a lot about inflation right now. And, you know, we just printed a 5-4 on inflation which, you know, is scary out there, you know, and eroding that, that dollar and that buying power. And then you got market risk if you're invested. And so, you know, there's so many risks that can happen. And, and another one that, you know, you've really got to be concerned about with the markets is what we call sequence of returns risk. And we've talked about that before, but if you retire and the market precipitously goes down the first year or two that you're retired and you're taking money out, Um, it's really hard to make that up along the way One, you don't have the time. And two, if you're taking money out, you have less money for it to grow back. And that Mm -hmm. can really derail a retirement plan. There's strategies and and, and ways out there that people can address that. But, you know, a lot of times I've seen people didn't address it. So yes, so many, so many risks and so many things that people need to think about out there for sure. Have you thought about what would happen if you weren't able to work for two or three years? You know, on average, 25% of people will file a disability claim, and most of us aren't prepared for that loss of income. Every CRNA needs to protect their biggest asset, yourself and your ability to earn with a disability insurance policy. We recommend contacting Robert Smith, a master disability insurance specialist with more than 30 years of experience and 1,800 CRNA clients to find the coverage that fits you best. The best way to do that is to send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. And I'm sure taxes play a big part. Help me out with this. (laughs) Gosh, you you know, I don't know that at any time, taxes have played a more important role than they do now. You know, there's a lot of ways that you can plan for your future, but it's hard to plan for what the tax landscape is going to look like as you age. And I will say, you know, Sharon, if we look at where we are today with the massive amount of debt that we have out there, you know, all this government spending and social programs cost. You know, we're in a pretty low tax environment for the history of the United States. This is a pretty low tax environment currently. 
And as I look out and I look at, you know, the problems with Social Security, the problems with our health care system, you know, are we going to go to a one-payer universal health care system, which is going to cost a lot of money to do that? And it looks to be that's the path we're on. Um, mm-hmm. Where's that money going to come from? Well, it's got to come from somewhere. Yeah. And it, it, you know, either the government's going to print it and they're going to run inflation up dramatically, which is probably not in the cards, or they're going to have to tax their way out of it. And I think it's going to be the latter there. You know, I think as we, we look out that we're probably not going to be in a lower tax environment and we're, we're going to be in a higher tax environment and planning for that and knowing that now by utilizing tools that are out there, such as, and I'll, you know, the Roth IRA and the Roth 401k, maybe paying a little bit of tax now and not paying it later. And then, you know, once you enter those first retirement years, should you be looking at doing some conversions of money over to Roth? You know, how do my non-qualified assets that, uh, you know, are not in retirement plans, how do I spend those down and keep me in a lower tax bracket that way? And remember, taxes can affect a lot of things. It's going to affect your Social Security, which, by the way, do you know what Social Security is, Sharon? What? It's a tax. You know, they call it the Social Security tax. Yeah. And guess what? What? When, when you retire, if you make too much money, guess what? They tax well, you on that Social Security tax that they're giving back to you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I think that's called double dipping. <laughs> it is, but that's that's the case. And, and did you also know that if you make too much money, your Medicare premiums can go up dramatically? Yes. Yeah. Now, I knew that. I knew that. Yeah. And you fall under something called Irma, which is another, you know, a whole other podcast we could do on that. So, so yeah, taxes play a huge role. You need to be looking at that, be cognizant of it. Not only how do I take this money out in the right way, I don't run out, but how do I take this money in the least tax impact over my lifetime? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Boy, this is mind boggling. <laughs> Are my eyes glazing over yet? <laughs> a little bit. Yeah, a little bit. There, there's a lot that goes into this. I mean, there, there really is a lot that people have to think about. And that's, that's why they say that Retirement, divorce, and death are the three most stressful situations in life. Oh, my goodness. Well. It's right up there. You know, it's right up there with with the other two. And it is hard. You know, some people, I'll tell you this quick story. You know, I had a, a client actually... Years ago, he was referred to me from a CRNA, and he was an anesthesiologist. And mm-hmm. he, was, he was 58 years old when I met him. And, you know, he, he came to me and he said, I just want to know, do I have enough to retire? And we looked at everything for him. And he had he'd done a great job saving. And, and, yes, he had enough money. And he goes, okay, what's the earliest I can retire? Well, um. 59 and a half and you (laughs) know you can start pulling money out of your retirement plan he goes okay i want to retire at 59 and a half and sharon do you know at 59 and a half he retired Mm -hmm. okay he's now 75 i think and i mean he was done he didn't want to renew his medical license and i I convinced i was like "Whoa, whoa whoa wait a minute what if you're only 59 and a half he said no jeremy i am done. I'm telling you, I am not going back. You said I had enough money. You talk about pressure. Yeah. I dreamed about this for weeks after he retired. 
Um, mm-hmm. You know, because here's someone who relied so much on me that was going to give up his medical license at 59 and a half. Man, I ran the numbers inside and out, backwards and forwards, looked at, you know, I mean, just to make sure that everything was right. And, and some, uh, you know, some clients along the way, they know I'm done. It's over. And then I have some that, you know, which I think you'll probably be one of these, is that, you know, it's how you identify. And it's what your life has has been about. And it's tough to leave, not only financially, but emotionally. And Mm -hmm. those are the ones that have the hardest time making these decisions. Well, I'm glad I've got your cell phone number. (laughs) (laughs) You know, you'll be talking Uh, me through this. (laughs) So, all right. So you've got to replace your paycheck. That's what it boils down to, right? And you've got to define what that is, Sharon. And that's another hard part for people. You know, when I ask them, how much money do you need per month? You get this deer in the headlight look. Because what I find is the more money people make, the less they pay attention to what they spend. That's true. Absolutely, that's true. When I go through this exercise with clients and I say, I need you to sit down and look at your spending over the next few months. What? You would think I said a four-letter word to them. It's called a budget. It's actually a six-letter word. I think it's worse than four-letter words for most people. Because, you know, we've got this finite resource of money and we need a plan. And we Mm -hmm. need to know how much money it takes for Sharon and Pierce to live monthly. Is it $10,000 a month after taxes? Is it $5,000 a month after taxes? Big difference between the two, by the way, especially when you factor in inflation along the way and so forth. And then you've got to work your way backwards. Okay, I need this amount of money. Where does it come from? You know, do I have any guaranteed income sources? Guaranteed, I'm using air quotation marks. So security, for example, would be considered a guaranteed income stream. How much am I going to get? Is it going to be taxable? When am I going to start taking those payments from Social Security? I can take them at 62 or I can wait till full retirement age, which right now the highest is 67, but it's probably going to go up for, for my age bracket and younger at some point, I figure. You know, do I have other guaranteed sources of income, such as a pension, mm-hmm. such as, you know, a stream from an annuity or something that I've, I've purchased an annuity stream along the way? And then you've got variable. And variable is your investments that are invested or, you know, you've got CDs and cash or whatever. That's considered more variable. But you need to make sure that you can cover your basic expenses. And how do you do that? You've got to sit down. You've got to do a little budget. And I also tell people, if that's our number, 10000 a month, for example, live off of it for a little while before yeah. you retire. And some people will come back and they'll go, oh, man, you know, yeah, we were saving two grand a month, Jeremy. This is good. We're, we're all good. I'm happy. And some people come back and go, oh, you know what? That's not enough. <laughs> oh, this is tight. <laughs> you know, I dipped into my savings, Jeremy, and I just don't think this is realistic. Beyond the Mask is made possible by the team at CRNA Financial Planning. With almost two decades of experience, the firm guides CRNAs through the complexities of investing and financial planning. Schedule a free consultation today by calling 855-304-3748 or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. 
You know, um, all right. So let me ask you a question. I know we kind of alluded to this in other podcasts, but what age should people start taking a look at this? So if you're going to retire at 65, what, 62, you need to really start taking a look at it or when? I'm trying to think when I, when Pierce needs to come talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I think along the way, having a general idea and a plan, the earlier you get started doing this stuff, the better, obviously. You don't want to get to, and I'm thinking of a particular CRNA, and I will not, not ever say names of anyone, but who came to us and she was 60 and wanted to retire at 62, and she had a total saved of $300,000. Mm-hmm. And really thought that she was going to be able to retire and wanted $8,000 a month after taxes in retirement. And That's a math problem. <laughs> it is a definite math problem, but people do that. They wait too late. There was nothing we could do for this person. Absolutely nothing we could do. So the earlier you get started on this process, the better. I would say if you've been keeping track with this process along the way and you've kind of kept up with it and know, you know, what your spending patterns are and you kind of know, you know, I've got enough money here and how do I transition into this decumulation phase? Yeah, I, I would say a good two to three years before you're okay. actually going to do it is a good time to kind of really start looking at that you know, in depth. Okay. One so. day I want us to, to have a discussion about whether to start taking it 62, 65, that kind of thing. I know my daddy and I had these discussions. He started taking it 62 because he did the math and yep. it was better for him to do that. He didn't need the money, but yep. it was better for him <clears throat> to do that. Yeah, and that, uh, yeah, Social Security and, and taking it early, you know, there's all kinds of break-even analysis. And if you're you're married, what's the, the age difference between you and your spouse? And who's the breadwinner, you know? I mean, if all these things come into play when we're talking about that. So, yeah, it would, it would be a good podcast, but hopefully we wouldn't bore people too much with that one. So Well, you can make it fun, surely. <laughs> well, you know, these are just things that, you know, I think people need to think about as they – enter that phase of I'm right at retirement, I'm three to five years away. These are things that they really do need to be thinking about, talking about, getting a plan together, finding people they can trust to help them along the way. I think it's very, very important. Any concluding thoughts that you would like to leave with our listeners, Jeremy? Oh, of course, always. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, again, I, I think it comes down to what do you want? when people retire. And that's, that's one of the things I always ask as well, you know, what do you want out of the rest of your life? And it's a tough question to answer, you know, like you, for example, you've, you've done all this work for the association, you've done work for CRNAs, you've gone back now and got your DMP, you've done all these things in your career. Now, what comes next? And that is a question that a lot of CRNAs can't answer. So I guess I would leave you with, with that question. As you, you start to think about retirement, defining what comes next and what you want out of the rest of your life. It might be five years. It might be 25 years. But what does that look like? What do I want? 
Because mm-hmm. I guarantee you, we're all going to reach an age or a point where we're not going to be able to do what we want. Mm-hmm. So I encourage our clients to do what they want along the way within reason. You know, if they come in and say, hey, I'm going to spend $250,000 to go on this this trip and they've got $2 million and they're, like, and they're, they're 65, uh, you know, that probably is not a good thing. But, you know, kind of laying those plans out while you're healthy and able to do that. I think that's very, very important. Well, we're going to the lightning round now, Jeremy. (laughs) So who's your hero? Oh, you know, I I think growing up, my hero was Michael Jordan. Mm -hmm. Uh, Can you jump? Can you play basketball? <laughs> I, I used to, I used to try to play like Michael Jordan. I used to love basketball, played basketball a lot, loved it. You know, now I would look at it and I would tell you my hero is probably Jesus Christ. Okay. Yeah. Very good. If you could have dinner with one person alive or dead, who would it be and why? Hmm. Alive or dead and who would it be or why? That is a very tough question. You know, I've never really thought about it. I know we ask people that question, but I've never given it much thought. Mm-hmm. Mm, there would be so many choices out there. We've had some really good answers to this one. Yeah, we really have. I'm glad I put you on you, the spot. You did. You really put me on the spot here. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of reaching back in the depths here and thinking of, of people who've made world change. And I think it'd be Albert Einstein. Oh, that's good. We had, we had somebody else who answered that. that yeah. Like I mean, to. you know, although the, what I've read about him is, is socially he was probably awkward, but, but I think just being able to be in the room with someone who thought the way he thought and pick his brain just a little bit, I think that'd be very interesting to me. Theory of so relativity, what, yeah. and, you know, all that, all that fun stuff. So what's your superpower outside of multiplying license plates? <laughs> you know, I think my superpower is being able to take complex things such as what we talk about and what we do and break them down into bite size of information where people can understand it. Oh, I absolutely agree with that. I absolutely agree. What's your favorite song? Another one. Goodness, you got me here. Um, Pour some sugar on me. There you go. Uh, Oh, my God. A little Def Leppard coming back here. I am not going to be able to look at you You know, Sharon, Sharon, I don't know whether you know this, but, you know, back in the day, you know, I rocked a pretty good mullet. Some, you still look some like long you. hair in the back, you know, flipped up on the ends. You know, I had the uh, oh the Reebok God. shoes with them open. You know, I mean, I used to rock it pretty good. So I got to see this picture. Oh my God! Oh my God! What's your favorite movie? You know, movies aren't my thing. Yeah, yeah. What happens with movies is. You go to sleep. I, for some reason, I don't remember them. I can, I can watch a movie. Isn't that interesting? And I can go back. In fact, Sarah and I will watch a movie, and we'll be an hour and a half in it, and we'll look. She's the same way. We'll look at each other and go, have we seen this before? Oh, that's funny. You know, I would have thought that you would have enjoyed a movie with Russell Crowe called A Beautiful Mind. It's mm. about a man who all he sees is numbers all the time. You well, need I'm to write go. it down, a and I can watch mind. it over and over again and think I've never seen it. 
No, you you will like this because they even do graphics and it's like his brain and all these numbers in them. I bet you'll hmm. like it. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I'll yeah. check it out. I had to write it down there. So. Okay. I wonder if it's on Netflix. I can download it and watch it on the plane. Oh, I bet it is. Yeah. If not, break that and buy it on iTunes. <laughs> You know I don't have one of those Apple phones, Sharon. <laughs> I'm in the other cold. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, I'll quit grilling you now. So, uh, well, this was balls fun. in your court. This was fun. Thank you. And I, I think we'll call it a wrap. I think so. We want to thank our listeners for listening to Beyond the Mass with Jeremy Stanley and Sharon Pierce. If you like our show, Sharon, what are the best ways to help our show grow? <laughs> like us share us love us (laughs) tell all your friends about us that's right you know we're in the top 50 medical podcasts and our goal was to be in the top 10 so we need you to help us get there until next time it's a wrap As a CRNA, you spend years preparing yourself for this career, so we don't want to see you lose out on any of the income you've worked so hard to earn. The best way to protect yourself and give you the confidence that a major life event won't disrupt your financial future is through disability insurance. We've known disability income specialist Robert Smith for many years and have seen the work he's done with nearly 2,000 CRNAs over multiple decades. He can help identify any gaps in your existing coverage and fill those gaps by finding the best value on a policy. Contact Robert and let him know you heard about him on our podcast. Send him an email at rsmithjr at financialguide.com. That's rsmithjr at financialguide.com. Or call him at 504-394-6557. Protect your greatest asset as a CRNA, yourself and your ability to earn a living by adding disability insurance to your financial plan. Today's show is brought to you by the folks at CRNA Financial Planning, an independent consulting firm that offers financial planning services exclusively to CRNAs and their families. From planning for a child's future college expenses to building a predictable income stream in retirement, the firm is committed to offering you comprehensive financial services, customized to fit your unique needs and objectives. If you have questions about your financial future, get them answered. Call the team at 855-304-3748. That's 855-304-3748. Or go online to crnafinancialplanning.com. Hi, this is Jackie Rolls, President of the International Federation of Nurse Anesthetists and President and Founder of Our Hearts, Your Hands, a global anesthesia support community that takes donations to allow nurse anesthetists in low and middle income countries to go to educational programs, buy equipment, or textbooks. Your donations are tax deductible, and we would appreciate your support. OSA EMR is a free anesthesia EMR developed by CRNAs that you can download and use on an iPad. Our nonprofit mission is to make sure that solo and small practice CRNAs can digitally record their anesthetics. To learn more, visit OSAEMR.com 
to download and consider donating to our cause. Remember, for CRNAs, data is destiny. Be sure to subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, and anywhere you like to listen to shows. Also, be sure to check out beyondthemaskpodcast.com. Each episode is posted there with a corresponding blog post, and we timestamp important parts of the episode to help you quickly get to the content you're looking for. Also, check out the special series section on the site. You can follow along and catch up on the CRNA History Series, episodes specifically about political conversations in the industry, or try the CRNA Personal Finance Series. It's all on beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And if you have a question for the show or want to be a guest or even suggest a particular topic, fill out the contact form on the site or send an email directly to us at info at beyondthemaskpodcast.com. And lastly, let's take the conversation social. Check out our Beyond the Mask podcast Facebook page and Facebook group.